Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I'm so glad you're here with us today because we have an amazing guest, Rebecca. Rebecca is a master mindset and trauma-informed coach with 17 years experience in the financial services industry. She went from growing up below the poverty line with a single mother of seven children and then having her own daughter at the age of 18 with no real path out of poverty to retiring from her corporate job in her early 30s. She helps women regulate their nervous system around money so that they can normalize having lots of wealth in their lives. Thank you so much for being here today, Rebecca. It is such a pleasure to have you, and I would love for you to just dive into your journey, how you got here today, and then we can go a little bit deeper. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to be sharing with your listeners. So my journey, it's really, it starts at, um, when I was growing up, my mom was a single mom of seven kids. And so I know that we talked a little bit about this, but I had no real path out of poverty. We grew up below the poverty line. I ended up having a daughter at a young age of 18 as well, and kind of got started on the corporate hamster wheel of life back then. I didn't go to college. It wasn't an option for me. So I had to get started right away out of school or out of high school. And so when I started on the corporate, corporate hamster wheel, it was like every single year I was getting raised. I was getting a raise. I was making more money. And I, that's really when I realized that I needed to make a decision because it was like, I was starting to get burned out. I was really starting to struggle with being at work all the time, not getting to see my daughter grow up. It was like, I was at this crossroads, right? And I made the decision to say, I'm either going to go into a different industry where I can work less hours and still be able to provide for my daughter or you know, I've got to figure something out here. So that's about the time when my mentor came into my life and it was perfect timing as fate would have it because he saw more in me than I saw in myself. And he was living a life that I wanted at the time. And so he helped me to set smart goals. And really that was like the first time that I had anyone invest their time in me and see more in me and be able to say, Hey, I have a path. I know how to get there. Right. And I'm going to show you the way. And so that really changed the trajectory of my entire life. That was like my first example of manifestation and setting goals and achieving them. So uh, I'll never forget. We sat down and set a goal for um, making a hundred thousand dollars, which at the time was like a crazy amount of money and never imagined that it'd be possible based on where I came from. But he's like, we got to dream big. Let's set the goal. Uh, we set it. And about nine months later, I hit my first uh, six figure year and I was just like completely in awe. So from that point on, I knew the power of a mentor. I knew the power of having someone on your side in your court that is there working on your behalf to show you the way. So because of that, I was able to create a very successful career in the corporate space. Um, but then eventually ended up reaching that crossroads again, where it's like, okay, I'm ready for something different. My soul's calling me in a new direction. And that was about five years ago. And I decided to quit my corporate job, follow my soul's path of being a mentor for other people, right. Who were in similar positions and really want to follow their soul's path and understand how to make money doing it. So that's what I do now. Oh, I love it. And what a journey it just going from growing up 
below the poverty line, like you were mentioning, and then retiring from your corporate job five years ago. And it's remarkable what you've been able to accomplish. But how did you find the motivation and determination to create such a significant transformation in your life? And what are some of the key mindset shifts or strategies that really helped you overcome those challenges and to create that financial abundance? Yeah. So definitely latching on to a why that is bigger than me. Right. So mm -hmm. that's step one is like, do you have a why that is bigger than yourself? I always say it's like a why that makes you cry. Right. What is that thing? <laughs> what is that reason that when you do wake up and you're tired and you're exhausted and you don't want to keep moving forward or you're distraught, whatever the case may be. Right. And you feel lost that that thing is going to pull you forward. So for me, that was my daughter from the time that she was born, right? Uh, she's 17 now, but at the time, you know, that was what drove me. That's what made me get out of bed because I said, I don't want her to have the same type of life that I had growing up. I want to give her more opportunities. I want her to have a better life. I see that it's possible for me. And so I never had seen examples of that prior. So that was one of the biggest drivers for me, 100%. And then just allowing myself to, I think sometimes, yeah, having mentors and people that you can kind of latch onto for a little while in terms of like really being able to see, okay, it's possible for this person. So find yourself a example, right? Someone who's walked through a similar journey. For me, that was huge because my mentor at the time, who now is one of my, one of my business partners and best friends, you know, he had walked a similar path as me. So I could see and I could give my unconscious mind at the time. I didn't know that's what I was doing, but I was giving my unconscious mind proof that, look, it's possible for someone just like you to walk through this journey. And so it really is important for us to be able to build that belief in ourselves that, okay, yes, this is possible. So I think that's the biggest thing for me is I had to just believe because when we first started all this, I didn't, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I had to just actually believe that, okay, it is possible for someone like you. And so again, I've gone on to, create enough passive income that now in my early thirties, I, I would, I would actually be able to retire now if I want to. So I get to live this passion project, right. And do things in the world that I'm excited about, but I would have never imagined that to be possible based on the people that I was hanging around and the way that I was raised. So it's important to get yourself with someone, even if it's one person, a mentor or around other people who are actually moving in a more positive direction so that you can see real life examples that it's possible for you. Absolutely. And I love how you put that too, because I think a lot of times the subconscious mind or even the conscious mind can't fathom the aspect of being able to accomplish or achieve things if you've never been exposed to it, because you haven't seen that proof or that you don't might not have that belief in yourself. But I love that your mentor did have a similar path to you and it just made it more possible or more real and tangible, even though it wasn't like in that moment, but knowing, okay, well, maybe there's something to this and I truly believe that having a mentor, having somebody in your corner that is going to push you and challenge you, but also let you see there is more to it. And a lot of times it's that belief in you, like the person's believing in you first and foremost, before you can even see it. But I, I love that you had that experience and you did something with it because you could have just heard that and it's like, okay, take it at face value and leave it, but you did something about it. And I'm so curious, what were some of those challenges that you had to overcome once you started to really believe in yourself, you had the belief from your mentor, but what did that look like? Yeah. So <laughs> the real challenge for me started when I quit my job, because the reality is that an employee mindset looks very different than an entrepreneur mindset, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I was very good at taking instruction. Um, I'm, I 
I'm really good at like, okay, you tell me what to do and I'm going to implement it. And I'm going to be the best at it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to go a thousand percent. Um, when you are working for yourself and when you are the one who is responsible for everything that you're doing on a daily basis, that shifts. There's a lot of things that can come up. They call it like unconscious baggage can come up. So limiting beliefs and nervous system dysregulation. There's a lot of things that came up for me that were a, I was like, it hit me like a brick wall. I had no idea that all of this was going to come up for me. And so it was really easy for me to hit high goals in the corporate world. I left a really high paying job um, by the end of it. And people thought I was crazy. So of course, you know, people begin to project onto you what, what they think is possible for them. And so a lot of people are telling me, you're crazy. Why are you walking away from this? This is insane. Look at where you came from. Look at where you are now. You shouldn't just be happy. All of the things that people say, right? And so that was really hard because for a while in the beginning, I did allow that to sort of limit me because I'm like, oh my gosh, did I make the right decision? I was second guessing myself a million times a day and really just, again, having to rebuild the belief in myself that it was possible for me now in a totally different realm because all of those things come up. And I started thinking, well, yeah, I could be successful in the corporate world, but I'm not going to know how to duplicate any of that. Like, Who am I to think that it's possible for me? Am I just fooling myself? All of the things, right? And so that's really when I went into diving into understanding mindset, right? Money mindset, nervous system regulation. That's when like my real deep dive into personal development, spiritual development started because I was like, I have to work on me. I have to work on becoming the type of person who believes that I can actually do this in order to do it, because otherwise, you know, I'm going to just end up back in back working for someone else. And that's not what I want. So that's really when that all started. And I became a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming, which changed my entire life. Um, I started diving into, you know, trauma and nervous system regulation and all of that because of my chaotic upbringing. So I had to heal a lot of things um, before I could fully show up in my power. And that's really a journey that I started probably about five years ago or so. And I don't think that ever stops. I'm still in that journey, right? Even though I'm successful, even though I could retire, even though all of the things, I just think that this has become a journey that I'm so grateful for. And I, I, I know that I don't think we ever get to a place where we're like these enlightened beings that we never have anything else to work on. It's like, where this is a journey. This is what life is supposed to be like. But when you're living in that place where I call it like a soul powered life, where you allow, mm-hmm. allow your soul to guide the way and you have make, you know, make these soul powered decisions and you're living in a soul powered business, then what happens is, you know, God or the universe or whatever your thought thoughts are. This is my belief is that, you know, you're guided. You're always given the right direction. You're moving in the right direction. If you follow that intuition or that guidance or whatever you want to call it. Um, and so you're always given the path. It is a level of trust, surrender, and healing though, in my opinion, that has to happen. Um, But that's been my journey with it. So it's been quite, quite a journey for sure. And it sounds like it. And just to kind of backpedal for a second, like, I think it's so important to highlight that it is a different mindset from employee to entrepreneur, because I'm very similar to you in the sense I was like, okay, I'm doing what I'm told. Even as a therapist, my former years, I would definitely, okay, well, my supervisor would tell me this, or like when I was working with clients, definitely guiding that. But I think when you do start your own business, there is this huge shift where it's like, oh, okay, well, no one's telling you what to do. I get to decide. I get to do this. Like, wait, is that the right one? I don't know. <laughs> but but going to what you were saying too, it's following your intuition and you are being guided. And 
I feel like certain things start to come into your path that are meant for you. And it just clicks so beautifully. You don't see it maybe in that moment, but then you're like, oh, wow, that had to happen for this to happen. And then it just starts this ripple effect. And I know you do work a lot with mindset and trauma informed individuals, and that's what you coach on, but specifically you focus on helping women regulate their nervous system around money, because I think that's such a hot topic where we don't talk about it as much. And I feel like the more we talk about it, the more we know about it. But can you give an example of the connection between our nervous system and the relation, our relationship with money? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that is the beginning of my journey. I really had a lot of, I'd done a lot of mindset work. I bought all these courses and work with mindset coaches and became a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming, which is all about the mind and how we are a program. So mm-hmm. basically I couldn't understand why I still felt so unsafe around money. It's like, I did all the work, you know, in my mind, I, I did it. I'm like, what, you know, everyone's telling me, you just have to do this. You just have to think positive thoughts. You just have to reset your mindset. You have to do blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but why do I still feel this deep innate scarcity and fear around money? And so that's when the nervous system regulation piece came in, because that's an example of So say you've done all the work, right? You've spent the time like really trying to figure out, okay, how can I rewrite my limiting beliefs? How can I change things? How can I start to move and think more positively and, and move in the direction of this journey of personal development, but there's still an innate fear around money. So one of the biggest things that I see in my clients when they first come to me is that, that, that is indicative of nervous system dysregulation around money is really when anything having to do with money there's an instant bodily reaction. So you're going to pay a bill, you're going to open your bank account, you are considering investing in yourself, you know, you have, uh, you're, you're, you're spending money at the grocery store, like really anything that has to do with money, you might automatically start to feel a bodily response. And so it might be, you know, described as butterflies in your stomach or a lump in your throat or heaviness in your body. So the nervous system is tied to bodily responses, right? It's a deep, it's tied to a deeper part of your brain. And so we have to recognize that anything that is unfamiliar to the nervous system is automatically deemed unsafe because our unconscious mind and our nervous system's primary goal and primary directive in this world is to keep you safe. Okay. It's not actually to help you grow. And so it's to keep you safe. And so we have to be the ones to show our nervous system that being around money is safe. Talking about money is safe. Making lots of money is safe. So if you're anything like me, where you grew up in a chaotic environment, your nervous system might feel like money equals chaos, or your, your, your baseline is set at poverty. Like mine was, um, I would say that we all have something called a financial thermostat. It's the, it's the Mm -hmm. level of comfortability that your nervous system has with making money. So you might be only comfortable making between this and this every single year. And if you look back on the last five years of income, you're going to be within that range damn near every single year. Right. And Mm -hmm. people wonder, why can't I break through this plateau? Why am I stuck here? Right. Or why do I have the same amount of money in my bank account every single month, no matter how much money I make, I always end up with this same amount in my savings or, you know, there's all these different examples of how this would show up in your reality but it is very, very common that if you've done all the mindset work, or even if you're just getting started on that journey too, having the nervous system incorporated into that healing journey is so, so, so vital. Otherwise your nervous system will, will deem money as unsafe and it will try to repel it. And that's what creates self-sabotage. Oh, 
That's so enlightening because I, I do think, you know, a lot of people, I used to have a really poor relationship with money, just how I viewed it. It's obviously changed a lot from the work I've done, but also just being really in tune with the energy I put out because I look at it as currency now versus like, oh no, I don't have enough. Especially when I was a therapist, it was not financially fit by any means, <laughs> which is why I love, but uh, another time, another day. So how can women overcome those limiting beliefs when they're starting to feel like that? How can they create a healthier, more empowering relationship around money? Yes, absolutely. So the first thing that I would say now, everyone's nervous system is going to be different. Your baseline is going to be different than mine. And then the, the you know, the next person. So if you feel like you're incredibly dysregulated around money and it's so scared and fearful, and that's all, you know, it's all consuming, um, that might be indication that you need to work with someone who's, you know, informed in this and to help you. But I will say that there are really two things that I believe each and every person who feels dysregulated around money needs to start with. And number one is co-regulating with other people who have regulation in their nervous system around money. Okay. There's scientific reasons behind this, but again, like with my mentor, he didn't have any dysregulation around money. Like I would be able to watch him and see how he interacted with money. And it automatically made me feel safer around it. Again, these are, you know, so there's scientific reasons behind this. So getting around people who are regulated around money, finding yourself a mentor, finding yourself other people, putting yourself in the room with people who have normalized lots of wealth allows your nervous system to say, oh my gosh, okay, there's all of these people here who are making a lot more money than I am and they're safe. They're okay. Like they're, they didn't die on the pro in the process. Like it's okay. You know? Um, so that's the first thing is getting yourself around and just hiring a mentor, being in a space with someone else. Like that is enough to co-regulate your nervous system around money. Yeah. That is the first thing that I would say. And then the second thing is I love to recommend um, normalizing the conversation around money with yourself. And so a lot of times, like just getting yourself acclimated with your financial situation. So one of the ways to do that is to do something called money dates. And this is something I did like a lot early on when I was so dysregulated around this topic. And so what that looks like is literally understanding that your relationship with money is like a relationship with anyone else. And so you wouldn't, you know, try to have a relationship with someone and if you're nervous every single time you open your bank account, you don't want to look at the money that you have. It's like, imagine that being another relationship with someone else. I don't even want to look at you. I don't want to know how, I don't know what to know what's going on. I don't even want to deal with this. Like think about how that, how positive of a relationship that is. So a money date would look like sitting down with your money. Like I will sometimes put on music and maybe grab a glass of wine and a candle or some incense. And I'll sit down and like, what's going on here? You know, how much money's coming in, how much money's going out. And you can breathe and use some different nervous system tools, um, but you're basically showing your nervous system. I didn't die by opening this bank account. I didn't, you know, you, you actually end up getting more empowered around your situation once you have a handle on it, because what you focus on grows and what you track expands. So if you sit down and you don't even know how much money you owe, how much money you have saved. You don't know how much money's in investments. If you have the, you know, you have no idea what's going on in your financial situation. You're giving all of your power away. You are completely disempowered to that situation. So normalizing the conversation around money and showing your nervous system, it's actually okay for us to look at our money. It's okay mm -hmm. to see what's going on. And no matter where you are right now, how little or how much you have, you can be empowered around it once you have an idea of exactly where you are. 
Mm, I love that. I've never heard of like the money dates. It just makes so much sense. Like I'm definitely aware of my money, like my financials and whatnot, but to have like that breathing room, especially if you are dysregulated around it and just being more aware of where what's coming in, what's going out, where it's divided, but it's such a beautiful concept. I like never thought of that or heard of that. So I, I love that concept, but going back to just like breaking the cycle of poverty and what you had experienced and achieving financial success that you have done can be a really complex process for a lot of people. They're like, I don't even know how to get there or they don't have a mentor. What advice do you have for individuals who are currently in that similar situation where you started? What steps can they take to shift their mindset and create a path towards that financial abundance? Yes. I love that question. And so Um, I'd be happy to share. I actually created a method that really is um, essentially a five-step process to getting started on this journey. And it's designed to allow you to reinvent your relationship with money. And this can take um, some time, right? And it's okay. And that's the biggest thing is recognizing that, um, you know, you can be empowered around where you are right now. And you just because you're in a position that maybe you don't want to be in, or maybe you're in a great position and that's, uh, that's amazing. But if you're in a position right now where you don't want to be, it's taking back that ownership, taking back that power and saying, okay, I'm going to take a look at what's going on here Mm -hmm. and I'm going to heal this no matter how long it takes. Right. So the five-step process that I have is called the align method and align spells out, and it's an acronym that spells out the word align. So step number one, if you're looking to heal your relationship with money, you have to become aware of the ways that you're perpetuating the cycles in your life that are no longer serving you. So A stands for awareness. This is really the most in-depth part of the whole thing. See, most people are walking through life in what's called the Iago trance. And it's like, you get up, you're, you know, you brush your teeth, you go to the bathroom, you get a shower, you do this, you do that, you go to work. You know, it's the same thing over and over. And it's like, other people will call it like the matrix. Like you're just going and doing the same thing you're not really fully present or aware of what's actually going on in your reality. So it's really important or how you're showing up in the patterns in the cycle. See, our unconscious mind is responsible for 95% of the things that we're doing on a daily basis. So we actually have to sometimes take a step back and look at what's going on in our lives and the patterns and the cycles that we're running. So number one is becoming aware of where you are showing up with patterns that are no longer serving you. This would consist of limiting beliefs. This would consist of um, self-sabotaging tendencies like overspending, um, spending all the money as fast as it comes in, you know, those kinds of things, Um, getting sick, before a big opportunity, right? That's an, that's an upper limit. That's a nervous system response. Um, so I have a whole process around, um, and I'd be happy to share that as a free gift for your, for your listeners. As a matter of fact, there's a whole process that I've built around this to become aware of what those cycles are, and then begin to recognize how you're perpetuating that. So that's number one. Step number one is becoming aware of what it is that you're, you know, how you're showing up in your reality, um, your financial reality that is no longer serving you. Pillar number two, step number two is L and that stands for letting them go. So once you have an idea of the ways that you are showing up, now we want to let them go. Now we want to rewrite the story. Now we want to move into, okay, how do we release these patterns? How do we rewrite them? How do we reframe them? How do we start to heal these things? And so there's lots of different ways that we can do that. And of course, Um, some of the easiest ways, let's take a limiting belief, for example, that's one of the things that we want to become aware of. So 
A limiting belief is just a belief that you continue to repeat over and over to yourself that is limiting you. So that might be something like, I'm just not good with money. Okay, well, um, if you're saying that over and over, right, a lot of times we are perpetuating that reality and we're predicting the future every time we say that because your unconscious mind is taking it as a direct command. I'm not good with money. Okay, I'm going to show you all the ways that you're not good with money. That's what our unconscious mind is doing. It's delivering on the things that we believe that are true about ourselves. So what we want to do with that belief is we want to move it into pillar number two, which is letting it go. Uh, A really good way to let it go is to start to question it and say, okay, well, is that really true? Is that 100% true that I'm not good with money? Was I stamped at birth when I was born with like a stamp on the head? Like she's not going to be good with money, but they are like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Mm -hmm. Kind of humorous when we start to look at it. So we want to begin to loosen the grip on these beliefs um, that we have about ourselves so that we can move forward to step number three, which is I for identify where you want to go instead. So instead of holding on to these old limiting beliefs, these patterns, these cycles, this nervous system dysregulation, what would you want your life to look like? If you could have anything, if anything were possible, if you could have any amount of money that you want or any financial success that you want, what would that look like instead? Okay. So we want to move on to identifying and kind of goal setting. So that from that point, we have a target to start moving towards, which leads us into step number four, which is getting into inspired action. So G stands for getting to inspired action. We want to start moving towards the goal and we want to start moving to progress, not moving just to move. We don't want to be on that hamster wheel of life and just doing things because we think we need to. Um, That can stem from a dysregulated nervous system, always wanting to stay busy, always feeling like we have to move, never being able to rest. All of those things we would address in step number four. And then that leads us into step number five, which is N. And once we start getting into inspired action, you're going to see, okay, we're making more and more money. We're starting to normalize this you know, wealth in our lives. Now that leads to N, which is normalize and stabilize this new level of financial success. So once you've gone through that process, now we want to go into the nervous system regulation. We want to normalize wealth. We want to get you in rooms with other people who are going in the same direction and really start to stabilize this new version of you. So you don't self-sabotage it. And then you can stabilize this and then you can start the align method over again with the next level if you want. Um, But it's all about just becoming aware of what it is that the ways that we're showing up that aren't serving us so that we can move forward and shift them and change them. I love how it just flows from step to step. And it really allows people to do a deep dive of one, creating that awareness, because if you're not aware, you can't even get to the fifth step. It's like not possible, (laughs) but I love that you normalize it. And I think normalizing wealth is an important aspect of the coaching that you do and what you're helping people do. Why do you think some individuals struggle to accept or embrace wealth in their lives? Yeah, that was where I was. It's for the same reason that I walked through. So I can answer that question with confidence. Um, It's because you don't have any, you know, experience, any examples. Like I grew up below the poverty line. If I were to go to the group of people that I was hanging around in middle school, even as adults, most of them are probably still in similar positions. Um, to, you know, where their family was, I grew up in one of the poorest cities in the country as well. So when I would, if I were to go to them and say, Hey, I'm looking to make a million dollars a year. Let's talk about how I could get there. They'd be like, who are you? What are you like? What? Why, why, why can't you just be happy? What blah, blah, all of the things, right. The projection would begin immediately. So it's not safe. It doesn't feel safe for us 
to share with the current crowds that we're with most of the time. And we have no example. So people would then perpetuate the feeling of unsafety by basically telling us that it's not safe to go after that goal. So it's because we have no examples. And that's that's the main reason is that our nervous system genuinely doesn't see it being possible for us. It sees the expansion as unfamiliar and therefore completely unsafe. And it, it's all linked back to our survival. So our nervous system is going to out, like you cannot mindset your way out of a nervous system response. It's not possible because the nervous system makes decisions before you're like seven seconds before your mind can actually make a decision. Your nervous system is reacting immediately. So it's all about, it's, it's tied to our survival. It's tied to our safety. And we have to be able to show our nervous system that money and wealth is safe. And that's why if I go to my current network and say, I want to make a million dollars a year, they're going to be like, let's do it. Just make this tweak, that tweak, this tweak. And we're going to like, and you'll be there. And it's just a totally different conversation that I feel totally safe and supported in that conversation versus the other. Right. And it's more familiar with one group versus another. And it's just, they've never been exposed. Not that it's good or bad. It's just the environment and what you don't know, you don't know. And it's very hard to understand that concept of even just like where I grew up, I I was like middle-class now where I'm wanting to be is completely different. And where I've been is completely different and just how you go about it. So when you change the circle you're in, it just exposes you to more things, more people, different ideas. And it just allows you to grow because I feel like we're always growing. We're always expanding if we allow ourselves to. That's the key. (laughs) But but how do you think individuals can overcome societal conditioning or guilt associated with having financial abundance? Because I know that does happen sometimes, but what has been your experience or what you've seen with your clients? Yeah. One of the biggest things that I do is just like, yeah, we turn off the programming. (laughs) If you can remove yourself from as much programming as possible, um, that's going to in and of itself help, especially early on. So if you're just starting this process and you have all this societal conditioning, stop watching the fear mongering, leave it alone, like turn off the TV, limit your time on social media if you have to, or if you're going to use it, you know, use it to create instead of consume. So there's, there's a lot of things that are going on, but we can remove ourselves from those and we can actually be a conscious part of the change that takes place in our lives by deciding what we want to consume. So for me, it was all about, and what I see with my clients, if you're just in a place of where you're feeling all of this pressure and, you know, this negativity that we can easily be programmed with, if we choose to stop consuming and start consuming what you do want. So what I recommend all of my clients to do is first thing when they wake up in the morning, don't don't grab your phone, right? You don't go immediately to your phone and start your day in a reactive spot. You want to be in a proactive spot. So I usually don't access my phone for minimum the first half an hour of the day, two hours, sometimes if not longer, because our unconscious mind is the most susceptible in the first 20 minutes of the day. So you don't want to be programming your day to be reactive to something negative, to whatever the fear mongering is happening on the news immediately when you wake up. That's not how we want to be because that's going to set your baseline for the whole day, right? So you want to be able to be proactive and start putting on, I would go to YouTube and just, I was like a big Tony Robbins fan back in the day. I would put on these different, um, just motivational speakers, people who I'm like, okay, they've walked through certain similar journeys. They're where they are. Like I would constantly be giving myself examples of positivity 
all throughout the day. Listen to podcasts, listen to uh, YouTubes like this, right? You you want to put on YouTube, you want to put on audiobooks, feed your mind. Whatever you feed your mind with is going to grow. Plant the positive seeds because your mind, it doesn't, it doesn't care what you're planting in. It's like a garden, right? If you plant negative negativity into your mind, it's going to bloom negativity, right? But if you plant positivity consistently, that's what's going to bloom. Like the garden that's sitting outside of my office right here, it doesn't care if I try to plant poison ivy or if I plant strawberries, it doesn't care. It's going to grow whatever it is that I plant. So you have to be the one to say, okay, this is what I'm going to plant. And I'm going to, I'm going to be a conscious part of this process. And I think that is so crucial for someone who's just getting started for sure. Absolutely. And I love that you said that you have to be a conscious, a part of it. You have to be in it because just even like the plants, there is an example. Um, I saw this a few months back or like multiple times, but it was somebody talking to the plants and the plants, plants were growing or plants died based off of what they were saying. And I feel like it's what you're saying as well, that what we're constantly saying to ourselves, what we're exposed, what we're absorbing is going to have an impact, whether it's a positive one or not so positive <laughs> and being able to understand that. But I love that you were able to fill your mind with things from Tony Robbins and audios and just different books and things that were really going to foster your growth and not allow the negativity in. And just even with your clients too, it's reprogramming, understanding you when you're born, you're born into a society, you're born into a life. You don't choose where you're born ultimately if you know, but, but you don't choose it. And so once you learn everything that you need to learn, you get to learn more. And I feel like we're always evolving and learning from different people, different walks of life. And when we get exposed to somebody else, it's going to change and shift our mindset about a particular person or a particular situation because everybody's different and unique in that way. But it's the thing that isn't unique is if you apply something and learn it and actually see that transform, you can be transformed if you allow it. And Absolutely. I know, and I know you work a lot with trauma in particular, but the trauma that can have a profound impact on the relationship with money. How do you approach working with clients who have experienced financial trauma or have a deep rooted money mindset issues? If you can give an example of a client or two, I know you have a lot, but if you could pick. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I have several that I can think of, but one in particular is there, there was a woman who, you know, her mom just constantly and her dad would fight and they got, they end up getting divorced over primarily money. That's, that's what she remembers the constant fights being about. And growing up, her mom was really angry towards like wealthier individuals because it's like, Oh, look at how they live. They're so greedy. They're so this, they're so that. And so obviously as she's going into adulthood, right. She's going to have these beliefs because essentially we are picking up on our beliefs during our programming years, which are typically from the age of zero to seven to nine years old. So I would say you have like, you're born with kind of like a GoPro on your head and you're just looking around and, and seeing in the world how to be an adult. That's basically what you're trying to figure out when the time that you're born. So she brought these beliefs into adulthood. And really, I remember us when we first started working together, she was just crying because she's like, I only have this much money and it's, it's not possible for me. I'm never, ever going to be able to get there. And she just celebrated like her biggest month ever. Um, but it really was all about allowing her to feel safe in the process. I, I can't stress that enough. You have to be able to feel safe. And so we did a lot of work around, let's get to the root cause of 
these systems. That's why you have to become aware of the cycle. So if you start to look at the patterns and whatnot, she was self-sabotaging around money, right? She, she wasn't, she didn't even feel worthy enough of, of charging for her services. Like that's a big one that I see, um, you know, people struggling with, or, you know, she was, she was self-sabotaging. She really just didn't feel worthy and good enough. So any money that she would get, um, she would always want to discount her work or, you know, just spend all of the money as soon as it came in. Mm -hmm. And so the biggest thing was let's discover the root cause of this pattern. Well, it ended up of course, being based on her family, based on her family history. She really felt like, okay, if I go and make money, she was engaged at the time married now, but when, you know, she thought, well, if I get married, right. And I start making money, he's going to leave me. He's going to cheat on me. We are going to fight. We're going to have this same dynamic that I experienced as a child. And so, you know, there's big, big T trauma and little T trauma. Right. Um, so, you know, this is something that everyone's situation is going to be different, but, but to her, that was incredibly traumatic. And so we had to heal the root cause of it. We had to spend time in creating safety around money, allowing her to see that it was safe to ask for money. It was safe to charge for her worth. It was safe for her to begin to hold on to the money that she had. She could open up her conversation with her then fiance and have these conversations and say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling around this. Right. Um, our relationship should be safe spaces where we can share those things. So it, it really always comes back to let's figure out the root cause of these patterns that are happening and let's see why they're perpetuating still. And then let's bridge that gap. So we got to release the root cause and then let's work on healing the nervous system so you can feel safe. And those are the main things that I really do with all of my clients um, through the Align Method. And that's just one example. Oh, I love it. And I know you have so many more, but I love that it really goes back to each individual is different in their experience around money. And I love that you pointed that out too, because it was very traumatic for her. Somebody else might not experience that, but for her and being able to work through that and have those conversations, because I know my fiance and I talk a lot about financial aspect and knowing where our money's going, what we need to do, what the future looks like. So we're on the same page because it should be a safe place and it needs to be a safe place for everybody and being able to have that relationship. And I love that's what your focal point is because I think there needs to be more of you <laughs> out there as well. But with your entire journey, what would you say were some of the obstacles in building your business? Once I know mindset is a big part of it, but what were some of those obstacles? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, like we talked about the, the mindset was huge nervous system regulation, but then I think that one of the biggest patterns that I would run in my own life was, um, and this is also indication of nervous system dysregulation is the desire to remain in the overwhelm cycle. So that has been like <laughs> my go-to, right? We all have our go-tos. Um, that has been my go-to from the beginning. So I was always overwhelmed. It was always so many options, so many different things. Um, you know, I would start seeing some progress towards my, on my business, right. In the early stages. And then I would bring myself into a state of overwhelm, um, rethinking things, overthinking things, you know, all of those things. And so again, the, that's why it's so important for us to be aware of the cycles and to be self-aware enough to say, yeah, like I ran that pattern. I can easily fall back into a pattern of overwhelm. You know, I, I can do that very, that's a, that's a very familiar place for me to live. So that was the biggest one that, uh, especially early on, just like finding a process, finding a mentor, finding a way of doing things that worked out for me, that I wasn't going to put myself back into a place of burnout. Cause in the corporate world, as 
although I was making lots and lots of money, I was burned out crying on my way home from work every day, which is why I knew my soul was calling me to go somewhere else. So I think that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with, yeah, like what's the right process for me? What's the right journey that I should take? You know, there's so many different online coaches and people like you should, you need to do it this way. You need to do it that way. It's like my simple steps to making millions of dollars and, you know, going from zero to 10 million in 45 seconds. Like I feel like it's, there's so much stuff and that can be such an overwhelming process. So one of the biggest things that I teach, whether I'm working with an entrepreneur or not, is how do you access your own intuition? How can you decipher whether or not you're making a decision from a place of trauma or a place of intuition? Because we have to know the difference. I think so much of this bro and and Becky marketing that's out there is all just, (laughs) I don't want to, you know, it's all like almost preying on people's insecurities and really trying to push buttons that, you know, marketing can, it can really be a struggle for someone who has certain insecurities to really decipher, is this person actually genuine? Are they going to deliver on their stuff? Is this the right path for me? Or, you know, am I just going with this because I feel this fear that I'm going to miss out or whatever the case may be. So it's so important for us. And that was a big part of my journey is developing my own intuition and saying, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt when my gut, when my intuition is telling me to move in this direction or not. And so, so much of my life and my business now is intuitively led instead of, oh, you know, shiny new object syndrome. And this person's telling me to do that. And that person's doing this and then all these different things that we can um, be tempted to um, distract by, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And I think you're right. People get stuck in whatever cycle it it feels comfortable or safe to them, even though it's not productive or conducive. Like I definitely have been in the burnout cycle more than once. And now I can just catch it a little quicker before it becomes something big. But I think it's really important you identified and differentiated the fact between intuition and trauma and understanding what we're reacting to. And am I feeling my intuition or is it more of like the fear and the trauma that's attached to our nervous system and understanding there is a difference. And I love that's what you really do focus on. So it gives people clarity so they can be empowered to make different choices because the choices that they've been making have not been conducive to what they're wanting at least or what their why is, but really just bringing that awareness is I always say awareness is key. But <laughs> I <said> that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're aligned. <laughs> too shy. But uh, I think too, it's just really understanding that. And I love that's the journey that you take people on. And I'm so curious too, because I know you've had the obstacles, but on the flip side, what have been some of the tips that you've really been able to adopt in your journey of entrepreneurship that would be useful for other people to hear? So number one is surrounding myself with good people. Like mm-hmm. that has elevated me more than anything else, more than any strategy, more than anything in the entire world is finding my core group of people who's going to, who are going to support me, who are going to be there, who I can fully be safe and authentic with and running. Because the thing is that the majority of time, especially as women, um, I know there's men listening here as well, but especially as women, there is a large percentage of women who never make it all the way in business because they lack the emotional support that we need. We are emotional creatures. (laughs) There's no denying that. And we need support. We need that as feminine essence beings, we need support and men need it too. Absolutely. Men need it too. Um, but there is a level of 
of imposter syndrome and whatnot that seems to show up more prominently in women. So getting yourself around people who are going in the same direction as you. I know I've talked about it a lot, but I'm never going to shut up about it in my life because it has changed everything for me. So that would be the number one thing. The second thing is, again, just learning how to tap into your intuition. So I'm currently studying to get certified in something called human design. Not sure if you ever talked about that on the, uh, the show at all, but it really is about, okay, how can I dive into elevating my intuitive edge? How can I move into the the dance and the communication that I have with the universe or God or spirit or whatever your belief system is. Um, Because at the end of the day, I believe that we're here on purpose for a purpose. I don't think we're just here, like, you know, on this earth, just to like go to work, go to school, you know, work for someone else for 35 years and retire and then die on average six years later. Like, I don't think that's what we're here for. And so my biggest thing is not duplicating what someone else is telling you to do, but really finding what works for you. What worked for me was diving into that into intuition. And I have mentors. I just hired a new coach. Like I love learning from other people, but you better believe I'm going to put my intuitive and there is nothing that I'm going to do that goes against my intuition ever again, ever again. Cause I have enough evidence that <laughs> like I'm not you, you and you I'm sorry you do too and everyone listening when you go against your gut when you knew better right how many times have you said oh my gosh I knew better than to go in that direction so it's about really strengthening that intuitive muscle to be able to allow that guidance to come through and surrounding myself with good people I think at the end of the day if you could do those two things you will know yourself deeply you will trust yourself deeply which as an entrepreneur you have to develop a level of self-trust you don't trust yourself, it's going to be very difficult to move forward and actually deliver and be in integrity on the things that you say you're going to do, right? We have to trust ourselves because at the end of the day, we're the ones leading our own ship. So developing that own, your own intuitive edge, developing a deep level of trust and love within yourself, and then also inviting other people who are on the same journey as you to come into your world, to support you, to support them and to you know, be able to do this together because I don't believe that we were also designed to, to do this alone. I couldn't agree more. I love how you put that. And I do think it's really about who you surround yourself with because they're going to challenge you in the right ways, but also be supportive when you need it. And knowing that they have your best interests at heart as well and want to see you thrive. And I, I think that's a big part of just trusting yourself too, trusting that you're making those decisions based off of what feels right. Because a lot of times people are like, well, you got to use the logic mind. I think it's really that gut feeling when you're like, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, it's just like, it gets, I just got chills. <laughs> but like, I, I think too, of like what you've been able to accomplish and you're just speaking to so many people right now that either know that or needed to hear that because I do think it's, we all are intuitive. It's just a matter of must that muscle, like practicing that and allowing yourself to really trust yourself and your decisions and own those decisions. So you can get to those next steps, whatever that looks like for you. So I love that you shared all of those because I think they're phenomenal. I love it. And I'll add one last thing on that, if that's okay. Yeah, please. Because the reason I teach on the difference between trauma and intuition is because Mm -hmm. they both live in the body. Both are actually bodily responses. So trauma, um, nervous system dysregulation, again, it's, you know, butterflies in the stomach, lump in the throat, heaviness, but intuition is also typically a 
like a like a gut feeling it's like a pull right they're they're in the body like your intuition speaks to you typically through your body through your uh different ideas that come into your mind or a voice that you might hear right like there's bodily responses and so a lot of people mistake nervous system responses oh my gosh like i'm feeling this way I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do it. When you're not realizing like that, that's not your intuition. That's fear. That's the ego. That's like, that's the nervous system. That's here to like, keep you safe, you know, keep you stuck, keep you small. Um, so it really is important for us to know the difference between those things because they are bodily responses. And so I just, I, I love diving into this stuff and I appreciate you asking these questions because it's all been amazing. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think it's important for people to know and just gain that awareness if they had no idea or if they knew a little bit, now they can dive a little bit deeper into that. And I know you use a lot of different tools for your business. And I'm so curious, what are maybe like your top two tools that you use to build your business, whether it's tech, apps, anything that's really elevated everything for you? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I like to keep things like super simple (laughs) because uh, again, my overwhelm (laughs) cycle is something that will absolutely kick in. So I have loved to overcomplicate things, um, in, in the last five years, but within the last few months specifically, probably the last year or so, I've really just wanted to get a grip on that, um, (laughs) and start to simplify. So I actually keep things really, really simple in my business. I use um, Kajabi, which I love. It's an all-in-one platform. I'm not sure if you are familiar with Kajabi, but it's an all-in-one platform that hosts all of my digital courses, my coaching, um, also email campaigns and sales pages and landing pages and the whole thing. So it's actually incredible. The uh, And Kajabi is always looking at like improving things um, and just making it the best out there. So I do love Kajabi. So my business is really built on Kajabi. And, and Google Docs. I mean, I, I really like to keep it simple. And again, that's, that was really hard for me. Um, but that's really what I love to do. And I spend most of my time really just like on TikTok and um, Instagram. And what helps me to keep that simple is I use an app called repurpose.io. And it is a platform that will allow for you to, you post something on TikTok, it automatically posts to um, Instagram, you could do Google Shorts and you could put it to Pinterest. Like there's all these different automations that you can create inside of Repurpose.io. Actually, YouTube, you can repurpose as well onto, um, it's really it's really nice. So there's actually like a ton of things that you can do. I love automation. I love simplifying things. And those have been the ones that have been like really, really helpful for me. Uh, and the last one has been captions. So instead of like sitting there on TikTok or on Instagram and worrying about, you know, having all the captions there every single time I use um, captions, which just generates pretty looking captions for me and they kind of stand out and it looks awesome and professional. Oh, I love it. My mind's blown about the repurpose uh, IO, right? You said that yeah, repurpose.io. Yeah. you got to check oh it out. Oh my gosh. that That's going to be a game changer for me. So thank you. <laughs> I always learn or, something new. <laughs> it's amazing. I promise. I believe you. I believe you. And just to make things easier, right? Because I do think we all wear a lot of different hats and definitely when it just makes it a little bit simpler, we don't have to worry about one less thing. It makes life just flow a little bit easier down the road. But speaking down the road, I would love to know what are your goals or aspirations for a line method and everything else that you're creating, what that looks like in the next few months and year and maybe even a few. Yeah, my long-term vision really is to have a certification program in the Align Method because it genuinely is something that you can walk a client through that would 
have every, every step that you need in order to help them create massive change in any area of their life. I start with money because that's my area of expertise. I have 17 years experience in the financial services industry. So I've got a lot of experience around money. So that's where I start with my clients. But my thought process is once I have helped people and I've had some guinea pigs through the years that I've used to, to prove that this works. Um, but once I have helped uh, people to heal their relationship with money, to normalize the wealth and all of that, we can actually take that method and move on to another area of life. So, you know, relationships or uh, health and fitness, whatever it is that they want to be working on, that is a duplicatable process. So my goal long-term, mm-hmm. I would love, and this is something that I'm putting out there into the universe, but it is something that's been deeply on my mind um, is to really be able to certify people in that so that they can walk pe- their clients through because it really is a whole and complete process and actually kind of crazy, but I, I, downloaded it in a meditation. (laughs) I got the aligned method in a meditation, all of the steps, everything. I just asked the universe or God or whatever. And I said, I want a method. I want a process that can help my clients to create change. And I just asked for it and I meditated and it came. So I know it was divinely guided. It was inspired and it's meant to be a big thing in the world. And you'll definitely see it uh, eventually as it continues to grow as well. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to see it come to fruition because I know it's going to, you put it out there and I love that you were able to download the line method as well. And just being able to see it clearly, but it's this ripple effect. It's duplicating yourself. Like I mentioned earlier too, it's like, you need more of you out there, but it's true. Being able to certify more people allows more people to get the help they need and access to that. And it makes it just more simplified and easy access because that's what it's about to help more people from what I'm hearing. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a ripple effect. I want to impact lots, lots of lives for sure. You already have, and you're on your way to more. And I've been so enjoying this conversation, Rebecca. Where can people find you, use your services? We're going to link everything below, but if you could let us know too. Yes, absolutely. So I hang out mostly on Instagram and TikTok. So my um, handle is the spiritual money mentor. Um, my name is Rebecca. So sometimes I go by the rebel money mentor, Rebecca, the rebel, like I like to really do things differently than what we've been taught. So you'll find that out about me, but definitely connect with me. If this, um, if this episode really, if you found value, if there's any questions that you have, that there's, you want to dive deeper on a certain topic or a pillar in the aligned method. One of my favorite things to do in the world, as I mentioned, is connect with other like minds. So please reach out, send me a DM, say hello, share with me your questions. And I always get back to each and every DM that I have. Um, it's really important for me to connect with other people. I know it's what I'm here on the planet to do. And so definitely shoot me a DM and I would love to have a chat with you. And also if you are, if you would be open to it, Carolyn, I can definitely give gift a um, training on the Align Method. It's called Ri- the Rise to Riches Using the Align Method Training. And so it actually dives deeper into this topic. If anybody wants to dive deeper into that, I can gift that training. It's usually 497 on my website, but I'd love to just give it to your listeners as a gift for oh. spending this time with us today. Thank you. Thank you. That's so sweet of you. I'm very kind. Definitely. I'm sure everybody would love it. I would love to learn more about it too, but I just so appreciate you coming on, sharing your beautiful light and soul with us today and just the journey that you've been on and how you really just turned your entire life around by allowing yourself to believe in yourself, but having the support and people in your corner to allow you to thrive and continue to do so. But the impact you're making is such a beautiful one. And I so appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. I thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Absolutely. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Rebecca today? I'm sure she would love to see that comment. 
and we'll see you on the next episode.